1: Welcome to my 515th ever show of all around sports. Each Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston, from Florida, to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, a call in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which goes to me through my website at sports one word, .com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And A.P. and I will be doing a deep dive on the NFL draft uh, held the past few days out in Kansas City. But let's start with my highlight of the week, which is Steph Curry, One of my all-time favorite players, and I'm not alone in that. Uh, Steph became the first NBA player ever to score 50 points in a game seven. The win was over the Kings yesterday in Sacramento, and it leads to now we have Steph LeBron one more time, Warriors-Lakers. And uh, we're all excited about that. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Going back to the Cavs. Warriors wars of a few years of of six, eight years ago. So golden state showed their championship DNA after they got demolished shockingly in San Francisco on uh, in game six, they come back and did kind of what we expected. They just locked it down. And once they got that lead in the third quarter, uh, you knew where you knew how it was going to end more than likely. And that's exactly how it ended. They just put a stranglehold on that game. Uh, so, it and Steph, you know, the, the Warriors, the rest of the Warriors were not having their best day. So, Steph really saved them. He rescued them uh, with just taking over that game. It was amazing. I think it's safe to say at this point, you know, Steph Curry... In many ways, especially with performances like yesterday, to emphasize it, he's changed the game of basketball. Small guy, all-time greatest shooter in the history of the planet, and you go to any playground, any high school game, college game, any level of where basketball is played anywhere around the world – And everybody wants to be Steph Curry, and they want to launch 30, uh, 35-foot shots for three-pointers. So Steph's impact is now, you know, cemented in stone. It just is. He's got a lot more to do. We'll see how they go this year. They've had an up-and-down season. Worst road team in the NBA, and what do they do? They win a game seven against the up-and-coming Sacramento Kings on the Kings' home court with the best crowd with the best crowd experience in the NBA this year. So, hats off to Steph. He just he continues to amaze, that's for sure. And uh sticking with the NBA, Celtics and Sixers renew their rivalry starting tonight, Game 1 in the playoffs. Uh Of course, the Celtics are on a mission to wrap up their unfinished business from last year when they made it to the finals but lost to the very same Warriors I just discussed. And they are on a mission, have been all year, to earn an NBA championship. And they got a big roadblock now with the Sixers and potential MVP, Joel Embiid. It's going to be great. And so... The city of Boston needs the Celtics to be alive. The game will be in Boston tonight. Hopefully it turns out better. And I lived in Boston for the past number of decades. Hopefully it turns out better than last night, which leads to my low light of the week, which is the Bruins having one of the worst losses, if not one of the worst collapses in Boston sports history. That's saying something. They had the lead with a minute left. Let the Florida Panthers tie them. A minute left in game seven. Bruins, of course, had the best regular season in the history of hockey, period. Most wins ever, most points ever. And, of course, let them in. Panthers pulled their goalie, obviously, and scored with one minute left to send it to overtime. And you talk about a sinking feeling in the garden. Oh, my gosh. Um, and everybody was just holding their breath and not in a good way. And it, the Panthers made short work of it and scored, uh, y- you know, less than 10 minutes in to overtime to win it and then the Bruins' uh, historic season, which is now, frankly, meaningless. Um, or at least that's how Boston... Fans feel they lost in the excruciating uh, fashion of last night. They had a 3-1 lead in the series. Uh, Now we're talking all-time Boston losses. We're talking the undefeated 07 Pats, of which I I was a season ticket member. still am. Ringside seat for that season. And they, of course, lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Red Sox-Yankees, 2003 before they broke the curse a year later, but 2003 was the famous Pedro game where they left him in and ended with Aaron Boone's home run down in Yankee Stadium, Uh, one of the toughest losses ever, Celtics-Lakers. 2010 or thereabouts, Game 7, Kendrick Perkins is hurt, and the Celtics, if I remember correctly, had a, a lead at points in the fourth quarter. Um, So, you know, that was there for the taking, and and that didn't happen. Uh, And let's not forget, Boston has won a lot of championships, maybe the uh, the most of any city in North American sports history. So this is not about a sob story for Boston. It's just about uh, the Bruins' historic season and how... Disappointed, everybody is in Boston. I was texting with a season ticket member throughout the game last night. A friend who's taken me to many games in the Garden uh, since uh, to sit in his brewing seats with him, and it's been fabulous. Uh, but, again, all-timer losing last night's game. Um, sticking with hockey and tough, tough defeats. I'm down here in the Tampa area, and the Lightning lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs broke their curse, and, uh, and the Lightning, who have been in the last three Stanley Cup finals, including two Stanley Cup championships, uh, out in the first round, along with the Bruins. So uh, the playoffs are already looking a little different. All credit to the Maple Leafs uh, and the great Toronto fan base is finally being rewarded for their literally spectacular loyalty. Uh, and speaking of Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Rays, uh, the rec- now record-setting Tampa Bay Rays are will take center stage with the Ning out of the playoffs, the Bolts, the Lightning, uh, and they're hosting starting... Uh, Tomorrow, the dare I say it, first place, Pittsburgh Pirates off to their best uh, start in forever. I grew up in western Pennsylvania, lifelong Pirates fan. And now they're in town uh, having just a dream season with the return of Andrew McCutcheon and facing the record-setting Rays who are off to one of the great starts in Major League Baseball history. So... uh, Let me loop back to my bizarre story of the week in the NBA, uh, which is the Miami Heat going in and beating the Milwaukee Bucks on their home floor, uh, take out the number one seed, Uh, Giannis' now famous post-game speech talking about failure, Uh, Jimmy Butler just he was already playoff Jimmy. Now he's like playoff plus Jimmy or something. He is just utterly remarkable. What he's doing, he, of course, had the big 56 point performance, which is one of the all time great postseason performances ever. And, uh, so, uh, the Heat moving on. And then they go up and beat, uh, beat the New York Knicks. And, uh, you know, in the next round of the playoffs, beat them yesterday afternoon. And so they're uh, the Heat are looking very good. And with a leader like Jimmy Butler and the organization in general, Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, on and on. Uh, no telling where they're going to go. Very dangerous, to put it mildly. Um, you know, and sticking with the basketball, and I talked about, you know, some of the excruciating losses of record-setting teams how ironic that yesterday's game seven 50-point game by Steph Curry uh, you you know but you have to think back that also not that long ago six eight years ago at the beginning of the Warriors dynasty uh, they set the record in the NBA the Warriors did for most wins ever that team of course lost To the Cleveland Cavaliers, Draymond Green, as you remember, was suspended. I think they had a 3-1 lead, the Warriors, and that changed everything. And then LeBron finally got his championship dream, bringing one home to Cleveland. So it's, uh, you know, nothing is a given. You know, we need only to look to last year, again, sticking with the NBA, when the Phoenix Suns. Uh, after a just utterly spectacular season, looking near unbeatable throughout the season, dominant. And uh, they shockingly lost Game 7 at home against the Dallas Mavericks. So that's just a quick synopsis of sports. Nothing is a given, ever, ever. And uh, we saw that again yesterday um, with the Bruins uh, and Uh, I'm sure Boston's going to need a little time to recover, but again, as I said, uh, the Celtics are hosting the Sixers, one of the all-time great rivalries. I would make the case it's the greatest rivalry in the history of the NBA. Uh, Of course, Bruins Lakers is also, um, Bruins Lakers, Celtics Lakers is also right there, but I would just remember back to the Harry Byrd, Julius Erving days, all of it. Andrew Tony, the assassin, the Boston assassin. Um, it goes back to the days of Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. Uh, we're in the way back machine here for sure. Um, th- th- this is a blood feud. This could get really beyond fascinating. Doc Rivers, who won the 2008 championship with the Celtics is of course the Sixers coach now uh fascinating you have Joel Joel Embiid dominating from the center position uh and yet Boston's going to come back with uh Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum the uh, penultimate big uh wingmen and then you throw in the depth that they have they just keep coming at you uh It's just going to be an absolutely fascinating series. I have no doubts this one's going to deliver in a big, big way. So uh, we're really in the middle and sort of a a little bit on the tail end because now all the multiple games in both sports, hockey and basketball, playoff games, uh, we're kind of past the first round into the second round, which simply means better matchups but lesser games. Uh, fewer games for us to watch Um, but it has been utterly spectacular Um, and still a few more first rounders to get decided Um, Seattle Kraken beat the defending champion Colorado Avalanche last night immediately following the Bruins game so it just goes on and on and on Uh, but we're in for another good few weeks multiple games in both sports uh and leading to nba nba and nhl championships so now let's take our break and next up is our call-in expert ap stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers sec football and many other sports as well ap was out in kansas city for the nfl draft and we're going to do a deep dive after the break so don't go anywhere
0: Voice America at facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. time here on voice as humans
2: we suffer when we believe we are not good enough we are taught we must be better look better try harder and achieve more we cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of
0: unworthiness we don't have to live this way you don't have to live this way
2: Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango
0: Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m.
1: Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Where's America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studdham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, how you doing today? Hey, John, doing very well. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in, as always. And you were at the NFL Draft covering it uh, out in Kansas City. And uh, we're all dying to hear uh, how that all went. It must have been, It looked spectacular on TV.
2: Yeah, it was, it was very nice, John. And of course, it was extra special for the Kansas City Chiefs fans because they're coming off of a Super Bowl victory. So right. that in, they coordinated the event. as Kansas City Chiefs were big participants in the NFL draft. And this town is very nice. The people are friendly. The food is excellent. The venue was first class. And there was a few surprises, like every draft. Right. And uh, so I was able to have some access with some of the
1: players, and uh, really enjoyed my time in Kansas City. Well, that's wonderful, AP. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I well. Let's start right at the top. Uh, number one, I I feel like it was, you know, further evidence of the SEC just being such a dominant, dominant conference and college football and i think you had to and sticking with the sec i assume you were pretty pleased with uh the first pick of the draft bryce young who you have followed at alabama the team you cover among many others and you cover the whole conference of course and beyond uh i thought it was quite a weekend for the sec and of course bryce young as well
2: Yeah, John, it was. Bryce Young was the selection by the Carolina Panthers. John, it's all a preference at the quarterback position because now we're seeing all sizes uh, play the position. We're seeing uh, players that pass from the pocket. We're seeing players that are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". We're seeing players that are 5'10". They can have nimble feet. They can elude the rush, uh, and they're dual threats. Uh, we're seeing all types of styles play the quarterback position and you can win in a number of different ways, but it just, it's all your personal preference. Um, if you're satisfied, I always tell people, look, if the quarterback's not accurate, I don't care if he's five, nine or six, five, I'm not that interested because in th- that league, it's a, there's tight windows, a lot of speed and more than likely you're going to have many, many, many two minute uh, drills to win ball games. Because we all know that it, if you look at people's schedule, you say, "Oh, if they had scored one more touchdown, they'd win three more games." Well, you could say that about everybody in that league. That, that is the definition of the league. They're close ball games. I mean, you have coaching and players uh, executing in those last two to three minutes. That's what wins games for you and leads you to be in contention for titles and championships and being in the playoffs. So, but like I said, it's a personal pre- preference. The draft, I mean, maybe you like tall linemen. Maybe you can succeed with linemen that are 6'3". Some people like 6'5 and above on the outside. I mean, all types of um,
1: particulars and criteria that each team uses when they're drafting players. Absolutely. No question, AP. I mean, I was uh, living in Boston when Doug Flutie was doing his uh, magic at Boston College. So... If it hadn't before, it had certainly uh, any, you know, concerns about size or prototypical size for makes for a great quarterback, that type of thing, you know, out the window. And I grew up in western Pennsylvania, so I watched Rocky Blyer, uh, you know, had, who had his leg shot in Vietnam and was uh, questionable if he'd ever walk again and forget playing in the NFL, his football career from Notre Dame. And we all know yeah. how that turned out. So, you know, yeah. it's it's all about – you know the drive a person has, and to me, intellect—how smart they are. Uh, i.e., Tom Brady. So, just yes. a quick sample. Yes. AP. We, we could go on and on. <laughs> um,
2: right, right. Yeah, I mean, strong arm. Okay, we don't, we're not asking and They don't call that play to throw it out of the stadium very often. They don't call
1: it too often, so that's right. not a requirement. Exactly. It's what you said about windows. So Bryce Young, you know, again. His number one, quote, question mark was, you know, his size. Uh, it's never hurt him. He was, I believe, your top prospect out of high school, someone you were familiar with from high school, and then he goes to Alabama. Uh, spectacular career, and, you know, no reason to believe it's not going to continue. And uh, so here he is, uh, headed for the NFL, and just a quality, quality Guy who makes big plays. Again, I, I think his greatest quality is his mind and ability to you know, make quick decision, quick decisions from the pocket, uh, which, and he can go beyond the pocket. But, uh, you know, he's like Tom Brady. He, you know, is sharing the same top qualities, in my estimation.
2: Yeah, I think that's the strength that you described him his ability to process information. The poise in the pocket, the nimble feet, the vision—tremendous vision—and and he's accurate and uh, can make those throws at critical times when he's on the move.
1: Exactly on the move, yes, and, and that's one—you uh, know—one of his strongest assets. He can really, you know, he can run and he can throw it on the move, and uh, you know, just a well-deserved first pick, and uh, you know. Carolina Panthers. It's going to be uh, fun to watch. High expectations, to put it mildly. You have to assume he, like many others, if he doesn't start game one, he should, will probably be starting by the fourth or fifth game. That sends seems to be a bit of a trend these days. Let him, you know, yes. just watch a few games and then he gets underway. The job is his when he's ready. And right. and right. Uh, that,
2: that thinking has evolved over the years, John. Remember? Correct. Years ago, I mean, they would say, oh, you need two or three years just to get acclimated to the league. Not Now it's two or three games they're inserting you. And, John, let's remember that two things. That was an, an historical moment for the University of Alabama, first player ever picked. Uh, the top selection since the common draft in 1967. Harry Gilmer was way back, I think it was 46 or 48. He was drafted by Washington. He was a quarterback at Alabama, but that's the first time. uh, And Nick Saban, I mean, he's he's always – it seems like every draft there's some type of record or a milestone that he sets. And and this time it was the very first player taken in the draft by the University of Alabama – first quarterback obviously from the University of Alabama in the common draft area and they've had some number one draft choices through the years. So and then also um, John, you know, they took an SEC quarterback last year. Matt Corral, right?
1: A lot of old myths. Right? Exactly. Oh yeah, no, the SEC just had its footprints and fingerprints all over this draft, needless to say. Um, and yeah, I mean AP, that's a shocker. Uh, first time ever an Alabama player in the common draft era was a overall number one pick, and it was not all that long ago, it seems. I remember being just as shocked when you told me that, you know, I think it was Mark Ingram was the first Alabama player ever to win the Heisman. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember being completely shocked and stunned by that. I mean, given the history of Alabama football, for gosh sakes, Bear Bryant, need I right. say more. <laughs> you know, and now I yeah, hear this, yeah, sure. you know, which I did not know, AP, or, for, or if I knew it, it's good to get a reminder from you on that. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, it almost makes the whole thing kind of look silly, given their history uh, and given how well so many Alabama players has has turned out, uh, you know, through the years. Um, but of course. Lest we, you know, be too amazed. Let's never forget. and You would remember too. Joe Namath, he, you know, was clearly the number one quarterback that people were pursuing in 1964, whatever year it was, uh, and got that famous four hundred thousand dollar contract from Sonny Werblin and the New York Jets. And the rest is history. Changed, changed football forever. That signing. Let's put it mildly.
2: Yeah, he. he I think he did. Um... Hmm. I really believe he did. I mean, there were some totally. big signings before Joe Namath, but that 400, 427000 sticks in my mind. Me too. That caught the attention of everybody, and it changed the course of uh, uh, salaries in, in, in the NFL and the AFL as well.
1: Right. And then five years later, win the Super Bowl three, and truly, the rest is history because it legitimized the merger that had already been agreed upon between the NFL and AFL, and showed the afl could play with the nfl which was very much in question heading into that super bowl and we all know the rest of the story ap so joe nameth a, a true pioneer and of course out of beaver falls pennsylvania western pa where i'm from and of course the uh quarterback at alabama went from beaver falls to alabama and uh and we all know the rest of the story but ap no surprise we blew through that first segment it seemed like it was one minute long uh we have so much to cover uh so why don't we take our first break now and again a whole lot to cover on the other side so don't go anywhere
3: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues.
2: It's Wild Discovery this week on The Revolution as Jim Traven, guests embark on far-flung adventures. First, it's offshore fishing in Alaska and Belize with Lucas Hogue of Hogue Wild. Next, we'll be upland hunting in Arizona, South Dakota, and Maine with Callie Parmley from Wild Upland. Then, monster bass in turkey in Texas with Yamaha's own Scott Newby. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: we some America listeners. Welcome back to Segment 3 of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And AP, we, of course, covered uh, the draft, the NFL draft, which you attended and covered past few days out in Kansas City. Great reporting by you on Bryce Young, from Alabama, whom you have covered for forever, being the number one overall pick. But, of course, there were some other fascinating uh, picks at, at the top of the draft. And the number four pick was Anthony Richardson out of Florida, who has played just really a handful of college football games, uh, 14, 15, whatever it is, Number four pick, uh, imposing physical specimen. His mixed results at Florida, but showed potential, like you read about. And but that was that that was the shocker, uh, I would say, of the first night. uh, You you know, the first round on the first night of the draft.
2: Yeah, John. There's always coaches who think they can uh, develop a player better than other coaches. An Anthony Richardson, as you said, up and down, 300-yard games and 150-yard games, he can run with anybody. But like I said, we how can he pass from the pocket? Accuracy is a big, huge question mark with him. Strong arm, can throw it um, with velocity. But it, will he have some touch? Will he have the accuracy? And you have to process that information. Or do they want to uh, use him like they would – um, Jalen Hurts, you know, Philadelphia, the coach came over from Philadelphia, the new head coach. Right. So Jalen had, I think, seven or 800 yards rushing last year in the quarterback position. So I'm sure that they're going to have a lot of design runs for Anthony Rich. And he's bigger than – he's a little, little bit bigger than Jalen. Jalen's big himself, you know, 6'2", or so, about 230. And Anthony's 6'4", 5', 240, 250. Yes. Um, very fast. But we shall see the progress. I mean, and they're a team that – Doesn't expect to win the Super Bowl this year, I don't think. I don't believe so. And he'll have a couple of years to um, see if he can become a winning NFL
1: quarterback. It's going to be fascinating to watch. It really is, uh, especially given the Colts' recent history and history in general, going back to Peyton Manning. uh, And then, you know, they've been searching for a quarterback. And then they get Andrew Luck, and he retires early. Uh, and they've been searching for a quarterback ever since. Went the, let's bring in a veteran quarterback uh, route. It did not work out, obviously. Uh, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and uh, Matt Ryan. So now they're back to, you know, they went all in on the draft, clearly taking a big risk. First time I saw Anthony Richardson play uh, was – the first game of the year, I believe, uh, Florida hosting Utah, and he was spectacular. And they, the Gators pulled the upset. And, yeah, uh, you, you know, right. I know it was mixed results from then, to say the least, with the rest of his yeah. Florida career. Yeah.
2: Yes, Billy Napier's uh, first game of the head coach, so everybody's thrilled and mm-hmm. upset a highly ranked Utah team who went on to win highly ranked. the Pac-12, by the way. Correct, exactly. And, uh, so, Played in the Rose Bowl. They have, State. they're thinking of, Florida, yeah, they're thinking Florida could challenge Georgia for the SEC Eastern Division. It didn't work out that way. But, uh, Not quite. Uh, Anthony Richardson, he had his moments at Florida. And enough. He, there was enough production um, in some of those big games that, Baltimore, uh, Indianapolis. Excuse me, Indianapolis coach thought they could draft him and um, have a winning
1: quarterback. Correct, correct. Well, you know, you got to take chances in life. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. That's the route they went. And in between, of course, Bryce Young at number one, Anthony Richardson at number four. We had the Houston Tuck and Texans. Excuse me, making a big splash by choosing C.J. Stroud with the number two pick, quarterback out of Ohio State, and then really shocking everybody, uh, I believe, by moving up to number three to take the best defensive player in the draft, Uh, Will Anderson, out of Alabama. Um, So both potential cornerstones to build a franchise, literally.
2: Doesn't happen very often, John, when you get someone, uh, this is a quarterback-centric league, you get one of the top quarterbacks coming out of college, Ohio State, big program, played in the semifinal game against one of the, probably the, I would say the best defense in the country, Georgia, had a big ball game, three, 400 yards, put 40 points on the Bulldogs, almost won down in Atlanta, hostile environment,
3: lost oh, yeah. the best
2: receiver and came within an eyelash of winning the ball game. And then you have Will Anderson Jr., who received almost every defensive award last year, and
0: correct. Uh,
2: he had a much better year in 2021 100 or 101 tackles off the edge which is phenomenal uh, this year is about half the production but he still has that ability to get to the passer so you you brought in the passer and you brought in somebody who can affect the passer. Uh, those are two um, high level positions of importance for a football team.
1: Absolutely, yes. You, you know, uh... I love what they did. I, I just do. And C.J. Stroud, I mean, he played his best game of his college career on the absolute biggest stage. And uh, he looked nothing short of amazing uh, against, you know, one of the great defenses in college football history. And he frankly ripped him to shreds. And, uh, yes, he which did. Which is something nobody ever thought they'd see with the Georgia defense of the past yeah, two years. But I, yeah, did and you're right.
2: I thought it was his best game in a losing effort.
1: A losing effort, right, exactly. Um, so, y- y- you know, uh, he deserved to be number two in my book. I would have been surprised if he wasn't. And then Will Anderson, AP, no, nobody knows better than you. He is just, y- y- you know, hands down the best defensive player in the country for the past few years, everybody's known it since he was a freshman. I mean, he's just been that guy.
2: Yeah, he caught your eye right away, John. As a freshman, I saw him and I said, "He is going to be very, very good." He was excellent. He was excellent as a freshman, and so you think he's going to get a little bit bigger, probably stronger, retain the same speed, maybe get slightly faster if that's possible. And he just uh, wrecked
1: havoc with teams with the tackles for loss and the sacks. Right. Everybody was familiar with his name by the end of his freshman year. I mean, all college football fans, I should say. I mean, you just knew the name Will Anderson at Alabama, of course, linebacker who had had a spectacular freshman season. And, you know, and uh, he has built from there. He has built upon that spectacular foundation of his freshman year. And here he is, number three pick in the draft. Has to be feeling good that the Houston Texans went up and got them. Uh, always a nice way to join a team when they show when they show you the love uh, by doing whatever it takes to pick you. And uh, so yeah, so j- just really, uh, you know, a great, great first round. Um, I of course am a, to this day a Patriot season ticket member, uh, so watch them closely, and they picked a great player, it appears. Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. I know the fans up in New England are excited. Hopefully, he's a shutdown corner is what they're hoping. And the first three picks by the Patriots were all defensive players. So, no help for your boy, Mac Jones, AP. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, not not um, in the first couple picks. They did select an offensive Tackle right was it a tackle from Eastern Michigan?
1: oh, maybe it was, yes, yes, sorry, tough to keep it all straight, a lot of picks, but I did okay, but the patriots clearly you know uh seemed to emphasize defense right, they sure did, and
2: I think they didn't they sign a receiver in the phrase market,
1: John, I thought they did, you know they did, they did, and uh. I think I Denver saw something. Name off him. Yeah. AP. I think I saw something where they signed as a free agent, uh, undrafted free agent, a quarterback out of Louisville, who I had that right, and they gave him like oh, a oh, massive they, uh, gave him a massive contract he, yeah, he, for an undrafted free he, agent. He's out of I think he's out of Montgomery, Alabama, the quarterback.
2: Was it okay. Cunningham?
1: Yeah, Malik Cunningham. Cunningham, right? He's out of Montgomery, I believe yeah okay yeah i i just saw that in passing there's so much to keep up with these days in all of the world of sports and that one came across my radar so that that was intriguing as well to say the least uh but never a dull moment so what what about you what teams were you watching what particular uh other pick just jumped out at you uh because of you, right. you're interested in either the team and or the player,
2: right? You know, I was watching Will Levis. Uh, will Levis, He yes. might be drafted, John, projected as a first round choice. It didn't happen, and I thought when it hit the middle of the middle of the first round that he would not get selected. So he was the first player drafted in the second round on day two, and so he went to the Titans, and they will have a good chance to play there in the coming years because. I guess they weren't happy with Malik Willis they had brought in from Liberty last year, and they had Ryan Tannehill. So I think Will could be the heir apparent at that position, and it's right there. All the Kentucky fans are close by. The games will be held in
1: Nashville, and oh, by the way, they'll be building a new dome stadium. Exactly. No, it's all lining up for Will Levis. I'm thrilled. Uh, he couldn't have gone to a better team or, or better opportunity, shall we say? And uh, yeah, AP, I hear you. Um, I stayed in Nashville and drove up to Kentucky uh, to Louisville for the Kentucky Derby. So I know, <laughs> I know the drive between Nashville. Right. I literally stayed in Nashville and drove up for the Derby on Derby Day. You and I talked that morning. I remember very well. Only a few years ago. Yeah. And And uh, so it's an easy drive, as you said and he of course transferred from penn state to kentucky uh and i'm thrilled thrilled that it's turned out so well for him and ap we've come to the end of this segment uh and i want to talk uh when we return about another very exciting pick at the top of the second round along with will levis and we'll do that on the other side so don't go anywhere
0: birdie told me voice america is on twitter follow us at voice america trn
3: listen for go to health radio Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream, and increasingly, a deliberate choice. Yet, our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety.
1: Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's Celtics-Sixers Game 1 from Boston. Uh, big night to recover for Bruins fans who happen to be going to the Celtics game <laughs> after last night's uh, historic loss, after talking about their historic season uh, for the last number of months. But we already covered that in the first segment, uh, 7.30, TNT, Celtics, Sixers, renewing one of the great rivalries in all of sports. And AP, the way we closed last segment, talking about Will Levis, uh, maybe, uh, you know, being drafted by the Titans and how people from Kentucky, where he played, can drive down to see him. And I mentioned a few years ago I stayed in Nashville and we drove up for the Derby. Maybe I should have made my pick of the week for appointment viewing the Kentucky Derby because it just hit me. It's this Saturday. <laughs> um, so uh, these days I could probably make a, a top 10 pick for appointment viewing the way uh, hockey and basketball playoffs, not to mention uh, the draft as well as, of course, baseball. Uh, It's a busy time and then you mix in events like the Kentucky Derby and uh, a full sports calendar but we love it. But AP, at the end of the previous segment, I teased uh, a pick, the first pick of day two. I grew up near Penn State, which is also, of course, near Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers did exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. They drafted Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State as a cornerback. Uh, first pick of day two on Saturday. Or Friday, excuse me. Uh, Friday night. And uh, AP Joey Porter, as we all know, was a star linebacker who won a Super Bowl with the Steelers, a very vocal player, to put it mildly. (laughs) Um, And uh, AP, that's the Steelers. Steelers are a big family, and they kind of kept it in the family by drafting Joey Porter's son, Uh, a a terrific, terrific cornerback who had a spectacular career at Penn State.
2: Hey, hey John, that was a, a perfect selection for them. The only thing, um, historically, I was thinking, it was was too bad that he wasn't in the first round because he would have been the first cornerback ever from Penn State taken in the first round. He just missed him by one selection. That would have have been uh, icing on the cake.
1: You're right about that, AP, and it was just weird because there was only 31 picks in the first round out of, of course, 32 teams, which... That may or may not be a all time first. I'm guessing it is. Uh, there was no, there was a 32nd pick. It was Joey Porter, but it wasn't on day one. Uh, it was on day two. And uh, so it right. was just a, a bit odd. Um, but AP, yeah, you're right. He, he could have joined Bryce Young as, as being a historic selection for a school. Uh, you know, uh, Bryce Young, first overall pick. First out of Alabama ever as the first overall pick, and Joey Porter Jr., as you just described, could have been Penn State's uh historic uh pick, shall we say. Um but AP, it was a great uh great weekend. You know, what's really fun about the draft is it's just this, you know, the lead up to it is unbelievable, mock drafts and what have you. It's unbelievable. Uh, what the NFL has built there and you know what, what I love about it though is it's just three days of like non-stop draft coverage especially Saturday where you're just all day long you know just sort of the, the picture flowing into your inbox or however you get them in whatever you know because it's available anywhere and everywhere so it's just really fun in that regard it's really just three days of like you know a constant flow of information that you're interested in, period.
2: Yeah, John, there's so many discussions that you can have because they're not focusing in on the, the specific player when they're drafted on the third day because they're coming fast and furious, so there's no way you can could, could do those types of things. So maybe you get exactly. a discussion about a particular team or a trend. Um, maybe they're a lot of wide receivers were taken that year or defensive backs or offensive linemen, you can have those conversations. So that's why Saturday is a, is a mixture of all types of uh, storylines. It's not some focusing in on uh, one specific player or, um, or maybe not even a team some at some point, but, uh, but it's a lot of fun on Saturday, Jim.
1: Absolutely. Saturday's a unique day. And one thing's for sure, AP. Mr. Irrelevant, whoever that may be, will never be irrelevant again. After what Brock, after last year's Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy burst onto the scene with the 49ers uh, when, as a backup, when due to injuries of the other quarterbacks and AP, he took them all the way deep into the playoffs, and then got injured, and uh, you know, in that Eagles game. So AP, it'll, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, you know, maybe they should just retire that because I think Brock Purdy broke the mold. He, he literally broke that phrase uh, for that final pick of the NFL draft.
2: Yeah, that's amazing, John, how Brock Purdy uh, probably would be the starting quarterback for the um, uh, San Francisco 49ers in just, what, a year or so before they drafted uh, Trey Lance in the top was he top five? John, was that what he was? Top
1: five? Yeah, like the third pick, and they traded up to get him. Yes, third pick. Nice. totally. No, it's yeah, nothing short so, of amazing how this stuff works out. You can't make this stuff up, as I like to say.
2: No, no, that, that that'll let you know that they even have trouble evaluating the quarterback position, no matter how many thousands of dollars and how many eyes it's. They have traveling around the country to view all these players in person and have the interviews, uh, those type things. John, I wanted to bring up one other point. Uh, There was only one player taken from an HBCU school.
1: I saw that in the draft. I saw that, and AP. I'm so glad you brought that up. And unfortunately, we're at the end of the show. We've run out of time, and it's something I would, uh, you know, that's worth mentioning. And I'm so glad you got. A chance to mention it, and I apologize that we can't go any deeper. But unfortunately, it is the end of the show. But uh, we'll pocket that one for a later discussion,
2: yeah. John, we'll have to do that later on in the show. And for those who are listening, I think that Mr. Relevant was Deshaun Johnson, defensive end Toledo. I don't know if I pronounce it right, but Deshaun Dewan De- 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 Johnson, I think. I can't pronounce the first name, that was the Mr. Relevant.
1: Another thing to discuss in upcoming shows and uh, a name to remember. I think we'll all remember that names from now on. But AP, I just want to thank you so much for calling in. Fabulous, fabulous information from you from covering the draft. And thank you. Thank you, John. My pleasure, as always. Thanks again, AP. Great stuff. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon